0: If you've ever felt the challenges of ensuring each of your students receives the instruction they need, you're not alone. We're about to unpack the mystery behind creating groups for small group instruction, ensuring that every child in your classroom feels seen, heard, and understood. Stay tuned. Welcome to the One Classroom Over podcast. My mission is simple, to equip you with actionable tips, transformative stories, effective classroom systems, and expert insights for your K-5 classroom. I'm Farah, also known as The Center Fairy, your go-to guide for all things simplifying your teacher life. Each episode dives deep into key facets of the teaching experience, from lesson planning and classroom management, to student engagement and professional growth. So whether you're sipping on coffee at home, out on a walk, binge listening while you lesson plan, or on a daily commute to school, crank up the volume and get ready for a dose of inspiration and empowerment. Let's dive in. Imagine lighting little fires of curiosity in each student. That's what small group instruction aims to do. It's like watching a dance. When the group is just right, the learning flows effortlessly. But how do we know the flame is burning bright for everyone? That's where creating your groups for small group instruction comes in. There are several steps that you can take to create student groups. Each method provides a unique opportunity to meet the needs of your students. First, assessment-based grouping. Start with an assessment. Understanding where each student stands academically is going to provide a clear roadmap. Those struggling with similar issues can be brought together for targeted teaching. Number two, interest-based grouping. We've all been there. It's easier to learn when we're interested. Grouping students based on shared interests can ignite intrinsic motivation. Number three, diverse abilities grouping. Sometimes it's beneficial to mix students of various skill levels. This approach allows students to learn from one another, promoting that peer teaching. Number four, random grouping. Occasionally, you can let fate decide. Randomly grouping students can offer a refreshing change, allowing them to interact with peers that they might not usually work with. Now, what is the best size for your groups? Ah, the golden question. While there's no one-size-fits-all answer, most teachers agree that the ideal group size ranges between four to six. And here's why. First, manageability. Groups larger than six can become challenging to handle, especially if they're behavioral issues to contend with. And if you're doing rotations in your classroom, you're often limited on time and you're not able to get to more than four to six students at your small table in the allotted time that you have. Number two, individual attention. Keeping that group small ensures that each student receives adequate attention, ensuring that their unique needs are addressed. And number three, peer interactions. A group of four to six students strikes a balance. It's small enough for students to have meaningful interactions with each other, yet large enough to encourage diverse perspectives. Now, while creating groups for small group instruction is also essential to remain flexible. Students grow, they change, and develop. What works one month might need tweaking the next, so always be prepared to adjust your groups based on the new data, changing student needs, or new instructional focus. When creating groups for your small group instruction block, there are a few best practices that you're gonna wanna keep in mind. One, dynamic grouping. Remember that groups aren't set in stone. Periodically reassess and shuffle your groups to cater to the evolving needs of your students. Two, Consistent feedback. Establish a system for regular feedback. This way you'll always have a finger on the pulse of understanding how effective your groupings truly are. Three, collaborative tools. In our digital age, various tools can assist in creating groups for small group instruction. Platforms like Google Classroom or even ESGI can assign groups tasks seamlessly. Now number four, be observant. Sometimes the best insights come from simply watching. Notice the dynamics in each group, who's participating actively, who's holding back and where the challenges lie. Creating groups for small group instruction is more than just a logistical task. It really is about creating spaces where students feel secure, challenged, and excited about learning. So the next time that you find yourself pondering how to maximize the potential of each student, remember the power of small groups. By carefully and thoughtfully creating these groups, you're not just organizing, you're kindling those fires of curiosity, ensuring every student gets a chance to shine. And always remember, every student is unique. So while guides and strategies can help, trust in your knowledge of your students. Thanks for joining us on another episode of One Classroom Over. If you gained some valuable insights from today's discussion and wanna up your teaching game, make sure to explore our full episode library on your go-to podcast platform. Click that subscribe button so that you never miss out on our weekly episodes and take a moment to skim through the show notes for handy links to all the resources we talked about today. Your five-star reviews not only brighten our day, but also help other teachers discover the treasure trove of educational tips and strategies. So if you found value in this show, we'd be thrilled if you could rate and review us. We're eager to connect with you as well, so slide into our Instagram DMs and share your thoughts on this episode better yet, screenshot the episode and tag both us, Farrah Henley Education, and a fellow educator who could benefit from today's topic. Your shares are an inspiration. Until next time, continue being the educational rock star you are, and thanks for making us a part of your journey.